Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Ready for Monday? Well, it's happening anyway. I hope you're all doing well. This is one of those episodes where I just boot up the old recording program, put on the headset, crack open the mic, and see what comes out. And I think this is what comes out. I don't have a game tonight, which is nice, which means I got another week to work on the last episode of this arc, and I'm thinking of expanding it a bit. But I was thinking about, I've seen a lot of gothic and pseudo-gothic exploitation films or spee films or whatever the hell you want to call them. I call them schlock, schlock films. And some of them are good. They all try to ape either Hammer or Corman. But I've seen a, a few that take place in a, an asylum. And that's just, you know, that's rife with it right there. This is the kind of thing you want to do atmosphere with. Or a house full of crazies like Spider Baby, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like Last House on the Left. This is where you really have to get into the atmosphere and give the players something to do other than kill it, kill something. How about, say they come across a cat? This is, this is a... This is something I came from a... I found a movie called Edgar Allan Poe's Dr. Tar's Torture Dungeon. And it was actually based on a Poe story that I didn't know of. Something about the dungeon of Dr. Tar and Mr. Feather. And it was about a journalist back in the 18-whatever who goes out to see this doctor who is not Dr. Tar. He, He prescribes to Dr. Tar's methods of letting the patients do what they want. And he goes out there with a friend of his and his friend's fiance. And he finds the, basically the inmates have taken over the asylum. That's what it comes down to. I mean, the guy who's running the place, he comes, he, he subscribes to Dr. Tars. I can't, I can't remember what they call it, but it's basically let the inmates do, do or believe whatever they want and if it gets too out of hand, then punish him. Or something something to that effect. I'm sure another literary person will tell me more about it. But as it gets more and more, the guy gets trapped there. He gets captured. He finds the guy who originally ran it, who has been in prison. And his daughter's there. And it 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 just, it it's very Fellini. To me, it's, it's like if Fellini was asked to do a grindhouse horror film. If Fellini was asked to do a Hammer horror film, this is what it would look like. Because it's got a lot of weirdness and it's got a lot of people doing strange things and dances and things like that. And I think you can translate some of that into role-playing terms. It's an idea, once again, of characters acting a little off, or very much off if they, you know, if they were inside the thing. It would be interesting if I could trap player characters or start them start the campaign in an asylum and they're all first level characters and somehow they break out or get released or dig their way out or anything like that and they become an adventuring group 
and they're all a little damaged, but they may have gotten over it. They, they can actually get over it long enough for them to to actually go out and adventure. And you know how they, the old saying, fools rush in? Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, some of them are going to die and stuff, and there's going to be turnover and things like that. But starting it in an asylum would be fascinating, especially asylum back then. Go see the, the Val Luton film Bedlam with Boris Karloff. That gives you an idea what the French, with the Bethlehem in Bedlam in France, the Bethlehem Institute was like. It was France, no, it was London, I'm sorry. And just take it from there, you know? It start the the start the adventure with say a mystery inside the asylum or something that's attacking the inmates from underground or whatever, and have the inmates deal with it. This would be a great for like a zero level. God help me, I'm going to say this funnel, like my friend Matt likes to do with his Mythgarther stuff. But I thought that would be it would be. Like, okay, you're zero level, you don't know what class you are or whatever, and you do these things that and you become a when you first level, you become a class. You decide I'm oh the, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. And it would just be and like it'd be interesting to have like the the guys who become wizards or something like that, they actually figure out how to do spell. Maybe they found an old spell book that somebody forgotten through in the trash or something. And they decided they figure out how to do basic spells using whatever materials were at hand in the asylum at the time, straw, mud, filth, rat, rats, things like that. And the clerics, of course, they could be touched by God. Maybe that's why they're in the asylum in the first place, because they were touched by the deity and he gives them power for spells. Let's see, fighters, of course, you know, big guys in chains. They're known to have a vi- uh, history of violence, and so they got they got committed in there. Thieves, oh, I don't know. Here's guys that like, okay, we're going to put you in the asylum because we don't really have a jail around here, so guess what? You know, it's a McMurphy thing from like one coop flew over the cuckoo's nest. And so they can practice their trade amongst the inmates stealing things. And I'm not saying that they're going to be evil or, you know, really hurt the patients or anything, but it's more like, it's more like, it's more like practice. It's more like, okay, I'm getting really good at this. And so things like that develop along the way. In fact, I can see one of them become a necromancer. That'd be interesting because, you know, patients die and, and this is it, it, in the back in the the medieval times, they may have places like this that may be the more enlightened thing for them to do, but they're still hell holes. There's some place to just keep them, feed them, and forget them, or not even feed them sometimes, keep them and forget them. And it's it would be interesting. Oh my god, I just see this is what happens when I come in here with nothing. I come into the episode with nothing and just started thinking about what I've experienced over the last week or something like that. And once again, it's the movies. I'm always coming out of you know the movies. But if it it would be take on kind of a Fellini-esque atmosphere, and it would it would 
it would be a great flavoring. You know, you just come up with monsters that they can deal with, and maybe they're monsters that only come out at night or something like that, where they said, oh, we fought these guys that came out of the the grate in the sewer underneath the the asylum, and the director and the keepers are going, "Uh uh-huh, right, right. Maybe we ought to give you some more therapy or something. Now you're seeing monsters coming out from the sewer. Great. it's It's kind of a fine line. Because in a fantasy world, you would have that kind of stuff. In fact, maybe some of the inmates are adventurers or maybe even farm people or whatever. They saw these things and it just bent their minds. It doesn't even have to be Eldritch Horrors like Cthulhu or anything like that. It just, you know, the first contact with, say, an ogre or uh, something like that would just, or even a demon. I don't know. Uh, something that that happens, maybe a boule came into the area and the whole concept just warped their mind. It's just, they went off it. And so this is their way of dealing with it and they can actually, we can actually build from there. So I would, that is so tempting. I may do that with, when I start running the Midderlands, I will just have this group of characters who are committed to this asylum and they escape and in escaping, they figure out who they are. I mean, and and you could also do it the other way too. They could have been adventurers who just had one too many shocks and they would do it that way. One too many shocks, they get committed. Now they have to start at first level again. Because, see, they still have the, the... See, this is why I say secondary skills and secondary professions are important. What did you used to do? Oh, I was a baker until I saw this giant this giant spider come after me. And they put me in here because I couldn't stop screaming every time I saw a spider or something like that. There's something to overcome. That was, you have a secondary skill as a baker. Whatever. Baker, blacksmith. The usual stuff, uh, armor maker, leather leather worker, Fletcher, things like. Anyway, but it just it the possibilities seem endless here, I should say. So take that with you and tell me what you think at oldmangrognar@gmail.com. Drop me an email, or you could please drop me a voicemail at Anchor, and we're monetized. So as little as ninety nine cents a month, you too can help support this program and i would thank you and thank you to my supporters jonathan oliver mark and gilbert and don't forget mark's podcast the yawning owlbear so until i see you folks next time keep the dice warm and i'll talk to you later bye-bye questions comments send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com we'll see you next time when radio grognard is on the air (laughs) 